Today's podcast is over in just a couple of seconds. Well, almost over. I tell you about a painful time for Sarah and me. We take a peek in on two neighbors, Ronnie and Stu, to see how they're doing. We briefly turn to a Christmas special to put all of this in perspective, all on the way to answering the question, is everything happens for a reason in the Bible? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. Okay, I'm pretty excited about this one. I may be able to knock this one out in about 30 seconds. No, there isn't anywhere in the Bible that you will find the quote, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> See, done. Shortest podcast ever. <clears throat> okay, fine. There is a passage from Romans, which may be the closest to this. Romans 8, 28. And it says, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose, which although similar is not quite saying the same thing. This seems to say that the sum of the occurrences in this world will work ultimately towards God's plan, towards good. That doesn't say, though, that every individual occurrence is intended by God. So let's break this down. At its simplest level, does everything happen for a reason? I would think the answer to that is yes. From the most fantastical, wonderful occurrences to the most tragic ones, and also including the absolutely mundane, I imagine we could always backtrack from the occurrence to an event or a series of events that were the reason this outcome was the one that happened. But, but when Sarah and I experienced a miscarriage, I heard from several members of our church that everything happens for a reason. Obviously, they weren't saying, if we fully understood the universe down to the quantum level, we could possibly have an understanding of why this miscarriage happened, and it would all make sense to us. Generally, when people of faith say everything happens for a reason, they're not really talking about prior events as reasons. Interestingly, the phrase is really intended to point to future events. The implication is that God controls all events in this world, and that every event is happening because... Though it may seem painful in the short run, it is merely a part of God's unknowable master plan. Everything happens for a reason is intended not to explain prior formative events, but to imply there is a master plan and this was necessary for God's plan. Now, I have my own feelings about this saying, but let me add some perspective by telling you all a story, which I made up. So you don't need to feel bad for anybody who seems to be suffering in this story because they aren't real. There is a young man named Ronnie. He has an idea for a business. He starts small and wonderfully gains some traction. Little by little, he grows and builds until he has what is a wonderfully thriving business, filling a niche for the local government. Then one day he awakens to read in the newspaper that the city has decided to no longer outsource the service he was providing and to now do it in-house. So in an instant, he discovers that his creation is going to come to an end. The business is going to come to an end. Everything he has built will close. He's back to square one. He spends some time working through the pain 
the disappointment, and then ultimately, as he begins to come out of that, he posts on Facebook, I have experienced a setback, but I know that God is good, and everything happens for a reason. I know that God has something better for me in my future. For this person, for Ronnie, there is hope and comfort in the phrase. It reminds him that this is merely a setback and that his life is not ending, but is still filled with promise that he needs to open himself up to. Around the same time, Ronnie is out mowing his lawn and he sees his friend, his neighbor, who's doing the same. He's mowing his lawn. Ronnie waves and Stu, his neighbor, turns off his mower and walks over to say hello. But Stu walks slowly, as if he's tired. There's not the usual smile on his face. There's not the usual energy that Ronnie is used to seeing in Stu's countenance. Ronnie says, what's up, man? You look awful. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I guess I do, Stu says. Of course, you know our daughters. Well, the five-year-old's been diagnosed with inoperable brain cancer. The doctor says they might be able to try some things, but they aren't hopeful. They aren't even sure she'll make it to the new year. She might not even see another Christmas. Stu's beginning to cry, and Ronnie wants desperately to say the right thing. Then he remembers his recent post on Facebook. The thought that everything happens for a reason was really helpful to him when facing difficult news. He considers sharing this pearl of wisdom with his friend. So here's the audience participation portion of the podcast. Should Ronnie share his helpful phrase with Stu? Should he remind Stu that everything happens for a reason? Or is this perhaps a situation where one size does not fit all when it comes to understanding suffering? In this case, Ronnie decided that the phrase, which to him meant that God ensured that every cloud had a silver lining, in this case would not be helpful would probably even hurt his neighbor in this situation. It doesn't seem to be an amazingly intuitive leap to realize that everything happens for a reason is not helpful to someone who's facing a terminal illness in their family. When we face the hardships in life, I think they fall into two perceived categories, random and personal. When Ronnie discovers his business is going to fail, it feels like the randomness of the universe has landed in a way to hurt him. So he looks for purpose in that moment. He looks to see God's guiding hand at work in this painful moment because to him, that awareness means better times are on the way. But in the story of Stu and his family, it feels very personal. And to be told that this awful occurrence is part of an intentional plan by God is not. A comforting thought. It just makes things, well, more personal. I'm not really a person who ever approaches the struggles in life within everything happens for a reason approach. I don't think that people who do approach life and its struggles that way are wrong because I absolutely get why it may bring them some comfort. But when I hear people say things like, let go and let God, or everything happens for a reason, and God will not give you more than you can handle. There is often an oversimplification of the pain someone else is going through at that moment. What brings you comfort 
in your time of struggle is wonderful, and if it brings you comfort and helps you through a difficult time, then it is right for you. Just remember the words said by the Grinch. One man's toxic waste is another man's potpourri. Okay, I admit maybe it isn't the most theological of insights, but bear with me. I think it works in this case. Literally the thing that you find to be insightful, beautiful, and helpful in your time of trial may be the very thing that is toxic, that causes someone else significant pain in their time of suffering. Okay, so what... What's the point here, Dan? You've told us the problem. Is there some sort of solution? Are you going somewhere helpful with this? Okay, maybe this will be helpful. Do you know why gift shops exist in hospitals? They exist because people feel awkward when going to visit someone in the hospital. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. So they hope a gift will take care of their having to say the right thing. Similarly, the reason people turn to religious aphorisms in response to the pain of others is that they don't know what to say. So they go with something that they've heard before that they just hope as a shot in the dark will be helpful. The truth is, when you visit a hospital room, you don't need to buy a gift. You already have one. You, your visit, you're the gift. And when you encounter a friend in pain, a friend who is suffering, you often struggle for the right words to say. Partly, this is out of kindness. We want to help. Partly, in all honesty, it's out of selfishness. We are made uncomfortable by their suffering. We need a quick, pithy, religious quote to make it all go away. In the midst of suffering, people don't need your wisdom. They don't need your solution. They don't need your pithy sayings. They need you to be with them, to be quiet, to listen to their pain, to really hear them. Just like the hospital visit, you don't need a gift. You are the gift. In the moment of somebody's pain, you are the gift. You don't need to remember anything, anything other than to listen. And whatever they're feeling is okay. They can even tell you in that moment that they hate God. And you know what? It's okay. God's all right. You're okay. The world's not flying apart at that moment. They're just expressing what they're feeling, and that's a good thing. Because in that moment, they need a sounding board, not a mentor. If you want to help them in their moment of pain, then be the loving, listening presence that God is calling you to be. Not someone who quotes a bunch of pithy quotes that aren't particularly helpful. That's all for today. Be sure to check and see if you have subscribed to this podcast so you get notified of future episodes. Also, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Sky Pilot Faith Quest. And on your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember... The sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.